You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where each episode we discuss a different album from Robert Demery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. talking about deep purple made in japan in the room i have rob yes sir adam yep ben Mm -hmm. and john hi made in japan is a double live album by english rock band deep purple recorded during their first tour of japan august 1972 it was originally released december of 72 as well producer was deep purple and martin birch as the engineer uh the genre is hard rock heavy metal and rock and from All Music Review, William Ruhlman. Recorded over three nights in August of 1972, Deep Purple's Made in Japan was the record that brought the band to headliner status in the U.S. and elsewhere. And it remains a landmark in the history of heavy metal music. Since reorganizing with singer Ian Gillum and bassist Roger Glover in 1969, Deep Purple had recorded three important albums, Deep Purple and Rock, Fireball, and Machine Head, and used the material to build a fierce live show. Made in Japan documented that show, in which songs were drawn out to 10 or even nearly 20 minutes with no less intensity, as guitarist Richie Blackmore and organist John Ward soloed extensively and Gillen sang in a screech that became the envy of all metal bands to follow. The signature song, of course, was Smoke on the Water, with its memorable riff, which went on to become an American hit single. But those extended workouts, particularly the moody Child in Time with Gillum's haunting falsetto whale and Blackmore's amazingly fast playing and space trucking with Lord's organ effects, maintained the onslaught, making this a definitive treatment of the band's catalog and its most impressive album. By stretching out and going to extremes, Deep Purple pushed its music into the kind of deliberate excess that made heavy metal what it became, and their audience recognized the breakthrough, propelling the original double LP into the U.S. top 10 and sales of over a million copies. All right, what do we think of... Umbridge! (laughs) Made in Japan by Deep Purple. The standout song is not Smoke on the Water. Agreed. It's Highway Star. Yes, it's always Highway Star. It will always be Highway Star. I agree with that too, but smoke on the water. He, here you go. Richie Blackmore. He fucks it up at <laughs> the beginning. Yes, yeah. yeah. he fucks it up. That. Well, I was like, oh, it's a different version. That's no, interesting. no, that's noticed. a mistake. It's a guy um, covering up. You could hear it, like he he just kind of stops and the crowd keeps going for like a second, and he's like, all right, we'll just, all right, we'll just do this thing then. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, album album opinion. Uh, I just want to know if you guys agree with me. I thought this album was either. Smoking hot or garbage. There's no middle there's ground. There's no yeah. middle ground. This album like, should have been one disc. It was so crazy to me because I was listening to it 
Uh, yesterday was uh, uh, my wedding anniversary, and I'd been congratulations. Listening- <laughs> congratulations! But I just I was listening to the record all day. You know, I was driving around by myself, and I was like, "Yeah, this is fucking hot!" Like, this is like the the tone of the guitars for the live album is really cool. The drums sound good. The vocals sound. It, I just like everything about it. And then all of a sudden, so we get in the car to drive to dinner last night. And it's just the mule. (laughs) (laughs) And at one point, Sarah looks over at me and she says, so, like, do you think this drum solo is just going to keep going and it'll still be playing when we get to the restaurant? And we were, like, waiting on it. And it did. Six fucking minutes. It's literally six minutes. And the solo. Just the drum solo. It's one minute 45 to seven minutes 45. And, like, I, I get it. It's live. I get it. It's rock and roll. And they're trying to, like, translate that live thing. But, like... That, that song had been uh, paired with another song, like a it's some like stupid woman song. Strange kind Strange of kind woman. Of woman. <laughs> oh my god, the song sucks. <laughs> like, it's side three. It's, it's just it's, so it's hard for me to hear bummer. that trite garbage like that <laughs> next to Highway Star. Like that song is so cool. You know what my favorite part about Strange Kind of Woman was? Oh yeah. Uh, it starts with the call and response oh. <laughs> uh, with the guitar and the singer, but then when the singer's like, "Yeah, whatever." <laughs> yeah, whatever is is how I felt about the whole song. Yeah, and. It's perfectly encapsulated. Dude, it yeah, whatever is what the band felt about this live album. Yeah. They, they were not at all concerned about the live album. They didn't think it was going to get made, let alone get distributed. They yeah. were just, they're they just like, okay, well, yeah, you can record it if you want. We're playing a show. They, uh, they thought it wouldn't record it as well. Yeah. They, they thought the recording quality would Yeah, what were they recording on? It was, it was something small that they were concerned so eight, about. Eight track. All I right. just felt it was so strange and disjointed, and maybe it's because they weren't passionate about it. I don't know, but like... Oh, they were passionate no, about it. No, but it's I meant like about... It's a good encapsulation of their live show. But I meant about like making it an album. Right. That, well, no, they didn't. Well, they didn't make it an album. This is just literally a recording of the show they were yeah. playing that night. I think there were a couple different shows that might be cut to make Three, this Three, they said, yeah. yeah. I don't need a six-minute long drum solo on a live album. I don't need... A lot of this stuff. I didn't mind it. I want the killer. You didn't yeah. mind. The I don't six need the filler, especially if it makes it a double album. I think this would have been such a smoking hot yeah, single album. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Space Trucking that... is a great song, and they made it twenty minutes. Twenty goddamn yeah. minutes. Twenty minutes. It's only nineteen minutes and forty-two oh, seconds fuck, long. Thank you whatever. <laughs> Round up. <laughs> but no, how no, do you? Right. A lot of it's really good, though. How, I was gonna <laughs> say, how do you present? Uh, if you're if you're trying to sell, you have smoke on the water. You have highway star. Then how do you? What side two? Well, they could have shaved thirty you, seconds you off could, of smoke on the water this... if they if they just edited out the time that he started the song and but fucked the, up and but had then to you, restart the but song. But then you're all starting the way over. to edit. You're starting to yes, you know, yes, cut, edit, cut please. This okay, you absolutely can, edit. You can album. edit a live album. You can you oh, can yeah. choose the best songs oh, of that show. Super, yes, yeah. You know, it doesn't need to be like like the full experience. It can be an album. But there is a difference between. I mean, some would probably argue that certain bands, it's like you want the full experience. Well, like you, maybe you like want if the, you're a you Grateful Dead fan, you well, you want the drum solo and things like that. Who wants the drum solo? I'm a drummer. Yeah. I don't want the drum solo. <laughs> it's interesting yeah. to hear you say that. I'm not a big fan of it, but I can see its place of being like this was the night. You know, having that sort of recorded of this is how they perform that night. That's when everyone, including the rest of the band, takes a pee and buys a beer. Yeah. That's what it's there for. It doesn't need to be on the album. Guys, this version of Child in Time, though, is super dope. Dude, Dude, this version of Child in Time. 
Super dope. Yeah, the yeah. contrast on this record is crazy. And like, because either every other song is like, this is amazing. No, I'm not sure about this one. Well, but the, I mean, like we, we use all killer, no filler is a, yeah. a thing, but like there, there's lots of killer and then there's a shit ton of filler. Yeah. Uh, and, but I mean, what, well, what do we have? So we we got one, two, three, tracks. four, five, six, seven. Yeah. And it's of very long of that. I mean, goddamn fucking space trucking takes up an entire side, man. Yeah. That's crazy. They'll do that. That's crazy. But I mean, like there's a lot of cool shit that happens inside it. Like, so I, I don't know. Yeah, uh, th- this is definitely comes in a very distant second to things recorded at uh, Budokan <laughs> for me. Uh, but uh, I don't know, Birch. You you I'll say you're you're okay with the six minute drum I, solo? Here's the thing about that. It's have you have you heard one, Works Live by ELP? Now here's the thing. Would I prefer it not be on the album? Yes, of course I would. Okay, but I think there is something to saying we are presenting that our live performance as is now I understand that's taken from a couple of different performances, but this is pretty much how they performed, you know, that it, it may have been the same it, set list. Every it's night. the same set list. Yeah. So if you're going to say, you know, this is how long it takes for this. And this is what we did here. You want people to experience that then yeah, release it how you it's want like them to a, experience as a document. It. Exactly. So like uh, a Grateful Dead tapes and uh, live albums for the Grateful Dead. It's like that is a document of the show that someone went to and they saw and Jerry screwed up on this song and somebody like played guitar a little like way too long on this song or whatever. But that that's it's just a document how it that some people get really into that I want nothing to do. Well, with. and isn't that part of why they made this album is that people were bootlegging the shit out of their shows. Yes. They were. Yeah. And they were like, oh, well, if these bootlegs are selling so well, maybe we'll we sell should our own. make a live album. Yeah, they can undercut the, uh, the, the profits. Right. So here's something funny. During during the live performance of Space Truckin', uh, somewhere in that 20 minutes, probably near the end, uh, mm-hmm. Richie Blackmore smashed his guitar and threw it th- theatrically out into the uh, the crowd. Oof. And it was it was returned to him by security guards, much to Blackmore's dismay and the band's amusement. Hey, <laughs> 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 give me that back. Here you go, sir. <laughs> the Japanese kids just handed it to the bouncers. Yeah. <laughs> he dropped this. The, the band thought it was funny. Blackmore was bummed. <laughs> and that actually segues into a, a thing that I just remembered is how quiet the audience is on this recording. They're so quiet. They one, they barely like... speak, and two, it's low mic'd. And so there's like a couple of moments where like he announces the song Smoke on the Water, and I was expecting it to be like, <sighs> you know, like screaming and cheering. And it's just like, but what's the sound? <laughs> what's the sound of the crowd once the very recognizable riff starts? 
it's not that engaged, but you hear, you hear clapping yeah. later. But like vocally, yeah. they're not very outspoken. Well, he also fucks up that riff. Yeah, yeah. It like, no right fu- from the like, get go, the third note. Like, like I said, <laughs> it, it's a very distant second to my favorite uh, live recordings of Budokan. <laughs> like, is this also Budokan? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Distant second. Still, I mean, Deep Purple shreds live. Oh, they yeah. do. But album to album, yeah. Cheap Trick at Budokan. Oh yeah, is better oh, yeah, than yeah, I, yeah, I think. Yeah. As far from an yeah. album's perspective, I'm not talking about players. Yeah. I'm not talking about anything other than me sitting in my room listening to this. I'm album. only talking about audience participation. The audience oh, uh, seemed dude, to really enjoy that cheap trick. The audience on Budokan, I, I'm sure they're they're mic'd differently, but the, <laughs> I think yeah. I think they listen to this and they're like. We should let's throw put, some let's put some mics out in the audience. Yeah. <laughs> They're missing a lot. Dude, the, the crowd during "I Want You to Want Me." Yeah, yeah. it's so good. Well, they were saying uh, one of the uh, it might have been lazy. Um, like there were some Tokyo shows that they played that the like fucking like number one like show of all time for Deep Purple with how the audience was interacting, but like the recording just wasn't good enough to like mm-hmm. put yeah. uh, do the thing that which sucks. Now there were a couple. Uh, the first three are uh, Osaka. On the 15th of August, the Mule and Lazy are in Tokyo on the 17th of August. So those are... Those are Budokan, right? Those are separate. Is Budokan Tokyo or Osaka? Budokan's Osaka. Budokan's Osaka? Yeah. Uh, Where was the Buck Owens live in Japan when recorded? Good question. (laughs) That crowd's great. To the people of Japan? It was at a a Lofner's cafeteria. (laughs) (laughs) The Budokan is Tokyo, Robert. Is it? Motherfucker! God damn it! This is our first time in the great country of Japan. (laughs) He's like, Japan. (laughs) I love that record. Maybe if I speak slower, you'll understand English. Yeah. He's very... uh, of the albums made in Polite. Japan, this one is okay. Also, it is so we're still on the second. Okay. Still to be on fair, the second. If, if <laughs> you're if, if you're hang, if you're hanging out in a foreign country and you're speaking slower, it's easier for someone who help. might understand your language to to understand. It. Also, it there help. was a translator on the stage at the Buck Owens show, yeah. so he could have been doing it for the benefit of the translator. Buck Owens wasn't a fast speaker to begin with, though. No, he was he was being no. very particular. Though. Things move a lot slower out in Bakersfield. Oh, lordy. <laughs> Nice. California. <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Yeah. Um things I really did like though, uh Lazy, I didn't like the organ solo. That I mean it only lasted about two minutes, but <laughs> I did like the ring modulation that he was using on that. That sounded fucking I was awesome. wondering how uh, when that would come into play. It sounds awesome, man. Well, what did you think of space trucking? I thought, I mean, space trucking is awesome. It got uh, crazy. It, it really did. Um, and <laughs> because all he's using is an organ, like, just to have that one little effect on it, like, really does help, like, change the entirety of the uh, the sound. Because, um, I mean, we're, 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 we're well in, uh, into our Rick Wakemans and our, uh, yeah. you know, Keith Emerson's at this point. Yeah. Um, and so, like, this guy's still, like, uh, I don't know, doing that. Fugazi, whatever I can get out of this guitar and this amp is what I'm gonna do. So throwing in the uh, uh, throwing in ring modulation, it, it and whatever whatever thing that he's using is awesome. Like okay. he's doing a very good job. Okay. So the the Japanese first pressing of this album had a uh, different cover art from the uh, I guess it would be the the UK pressing. Uh, it also included. 35 fil- uh, millimeter film negatives from the show so you could make your own exposures. Huh. That's awesome. Isn't that cool? Interesting. Yeah. You can make your own prints. Huh. This album was was can, such a low priority to the members of this band. 
only two of them even showed up for like the the like the the mixing down process. Wow. And it's considered like a pinnacle of live yeah. rock and roll. It's unbelievable. It was just a show to them. Yeah. And they were fucking tour strong, man. Oh, dude. They were unstoppable. This, at this, this point. album, when it, when this album is fire, like during like sorry, I keep on thumping the table and I'm not really meaning to. <laughs> uh like during like Highway Star, during Child in Time, uh after they recover from the fuck up and smoke on the water. When this album is fire, it it's like it's like hearing Deep Purple in their natural habitat. Like yeah. this is where they're supposed to be. They don't belong in a studio. They belong, like, oh, we can hear the crowd now. We're listening to the, the Trout and Time just finished. But it's weird that you say that though, because Deep Purple Live is a twelve-minute song, Deep Purple. So you're giving me. Some different. <laughs> which, no, no, no. Which is the real Deep Purple? Not all their live stuff is carried out in such a way that it is great. Sometimes they put Buca de Beppo levels of noodles in this shit, Deep, and it's not great. I do not consistently enjoy Deep Purple. Okay. Deep Purple as a band has always been hit or miss with me. When they hit, oh, wait, let's listen to them fuck up. <laughs> if you're the band and you have this recording and you fuck up the intro of a song and you're the only one playing and then you stop completely and then start again, you have the option to use that razor in the studio. Yes. Be like, this is where the song starts. I know, that makes... Why didn't they do that? I don't get it at all. And not just any any song fuck up. A song fuck up on the, the simplest, song. chunkiest it's intro to like a guitar the, song. The simplest and most iconic. It's the first right. song people <laughs> learn how to play in guitar. This and like, come as and you are. Richie like, Blackmore is so virtuistic. He's a virtuoso metal guitarist. So many people are just trying to be Richie Blackmore. And for the Richie Blackmore of like the Highway Star and Child in Time solos to fuck up the chunka chunka intro to, to Smoke on the Water... Why everyone fucks up, but why don't you just you just snip? Well, maybe he wants to express that everyone. No, he didn't even show up to the mixing process. (laughs) Is what happened. (laughs) He wasn't there, and they left it in. (laughs) That's what you get, Richie. (laughs) When this band is hitting, it sounds even so much more true than than the best parts of their studio albums. I agree. Like Deep Purple is a at their best, they're a slaying live band. And I'm glad this album exists as a document of that. I just, from my own personal sp- perspective, I don't need to hear the whole show. Give me, give me the highlight songs of this show. Uh, I saw them on tour in 2002, um, and they started. They they get, they basically came like Deep Purple Mark II is I think is what they called it. Mm-hmm. Uh, they came back to doing the set. Like two thousand, like anything from like two thousand eight beyond is basically the same set that they were doing in this. Isn't nice. this currently that we're listening to right now? Deep Purple Mark Two. Um, no, no, this is this current album is, is Mark Two. Is it Mark Two? Because they, 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 they were they a different like, lineup before. Maybe it's Mark Four then. Yeah, you Mark, were like Mark Four, Mark Five. Mark Two starts with uh, with Maiden Rock. Okay, it might be Mark. Wait, 4 not then. Maiden Rock. In Rock. When I saw them, the set list was not this. The set list was Fireball. Woman from Tokyo, Vavoom, Ted the Mechanic, Lazy, the well-dressed guitar, knocking at your back door, Black Knight, Perfect Strangers, Speed King, Smoke of the Water, Encore, Hush, and Highway Star. Nice. Oh, so they got around to Highway, highway Star. Highway Star oh, was yeah. the closer, because you want to know why it's the closer? Because it's fucking Highway Star. Yeah. 
Hush uh, is a good song. Yeah, it is. I like where'd Hush. You, where'd you see him and who'd you, who'd you see him with? I saw them at Deer Creek uh, in Indianapolis, Indiana. 2002. In, in 2002 with uh, Dio and Scorpions. Oh, nice. Oh, wow. Dude, yeah. what a, a good that show. is a stacked lineup. You guys want to hear a fun story? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, my girlfriend cheated on me while I was up there watching the show with my friends in my band, and I came home and she broke up with me. Oh. And such then started the really down like the the downhill struggles of Rob Ross oh. in Bloomington, Indiana. I, I, I can I can mark it to the day. It's hilarious now, but yeah, everything fucking fell apart after I went and saw that show. Oh no! Wow! Oh, damn! Timestamp. Oh yeah! Beautiful. Yeah, uh, Dio. The the thing that uh, that Ronnie said because they they went on at like six thirty and they're like, it's hard to be evil when it's still light outside. Pushing forty and dumb. <laughs> what did you think of this album, though, Rob? Um, I liked a lot of it, and I disliked less of it than I liked. So I still go with a positive. Uh, when they're on, they're on. But man, if you could like call this down to, uh, you know, uh, f- f- four songs, <laughs> I, th- I think that uh, I-, I think it would have uh, been. Yeah, dude, four songs. Okay. Yeah. Highway Star, Child in Time, Smoke on the Water, Space Trucking. Why not? Yep. I got to go neutral, which I didn't want to, only because it's just like, I don't know. It's it's really, this one's really hard for me because I just feel like it was just a mistake. Like the, the playing is so good and it's so ballsy and cool and it's just so like, it's, it sounds really good. There's so much... When it, when it hits, it hits. But just bad choices are what make bad albums. And it's like, I, I, I wish they had cared more about it. I wish they had said, like, this is, this is an album. This is, I, I, and I think in reflection for this book that it's made it into, it kind of makes me have to put it in the, in the neutral category because I don't know that I have to hear this. I agree with both Rob and Adam. Uh, when it's when it's hot, there's nothing hotter. But it's not hot for a good decent of this full two discs. It's like twenty five minutes of kind of like. Uh. And I I also agree with Adam. I I wish the band hadn't just written it off as much as they did. If like. They're obviously a great live band. Yeah. And I'm sure that in the live setting, if I was at this show, 
I would have absolutely no problems, including the six-minute drum solo. Perfect time to go pee. You'd go get a beer. <laughs> I'd go get a beer. I'd go pee. But when you're crafting an album, you need to you need to at least show up to the mixing down process. You need to at least like this album, like like a lot of stuff, it, it could have used an editor. You know, it, it, it could have been honed and it just it just wasn't. So it exists as this raw document of the show. Gr- granted, it was probably three different shows. But there's just a lot of there's enough on this that I don't need that I probably wouldn't listen to it very often in a long playing fashion. It kind of may as well have been the bootlegs that they were trying to cash in on. Exactly. You know, that's and that's why I feel like it's weird because it's like I guess it's kind of cool in a way that they just released a bootleg that's unpolished in the sense of uh, the you know it's it's not meant for mass consumption or whatever. But it's also just kind of like well. It would have been easy to make it better. Will I revisit the live version of Highway Star? Absolutely. It might be my favorite version of Highway Star, mm. and Highway Star is one of my favorite songs. But I, I, I'm going to have to give the album as an album a neutral. Hmm. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to give the album a neutral. Um, so Adam was saying, okay, you know, you're you're making a bootleg that's unpolished. Choices were made. <laughs> you know, they had three shows to pull from. They they. You know, you can always say no. Um, you have to show up to say no. Right. And and I'll let their, like, I agree that in a live album, like, maybe you want to throw on some cool stuff where you're exploring or you're 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 adding nuance or something or you're playing uh, a bit of a different way. Like with Child in Time, you know, it, it really kind of pushes it as far as they can go with it. But there's parts of this, like, I love space trucking. Like, the original version of space trucking, not the live version, is great and... They're definitely getting into some interesting things, maybe, but not to the point that I think it adds value to make it a 20-minute fucking song. Um, it's I often have an experience with albums where it's, especially with live albums, where they're really kind of pushing around where it's listening fatigue, where I, I'll start to, like, start to like something because I've had so much of it. And uh, in Strange Kind of Woman, when they have the guitar and vocal interplay, the guitarist, it's basically doing ba- dueling banjos. The guitarist will play like, and the vocalist will, yeah, yeah, exactly. it's like, it's like, this is so fucking goofy. I kind of like it. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> so, but even keeping those parts, you could have cut so much chaff and uh, you just can't listen to it as as an album overall. I don't I don't think it'd be something you'd put on and listen to all the way through so new for like me. Many times. Cut so much what? Chaff. Oh chaff. Wheat and chaff. What'd you think Ch- I said? No, and no, I just wanted to hear you say chaff again. Chaff. I was gonna say that this is the kind of album that I would only put on to listen to the entire thing because I would be wanting to have the experience of seeing like hearing Deep Purple in its entirety at a show and being like a document of how their show was. So I I don't know. I kind of, I think I'm going to go with the positive just because I feel like it is, it has the good, the bad and the ugly, but it rips uh, uh, when it rips. When it rips, yeah. It has, maybe, maybe it rips even more because it has a few of those like, uh, those low points or something within the the song. So it keeps me interested the whole time, which is hard to do for an entire, how long is it? 70 minute record? Almost 100 and, and, I thought it was more than that. We're about no. two minutes into this drum solo yeah. right now. Are you still <laughs> interested in this drum solo? I am actually. He Maybe keeps the drum solo moving. He doesn't slow down. He doesn't do anything that's like a little off. I, I don't know. It's, I think it's fine. Um, 
I don't know. I just have patience for this kind kind of stuff. Maybe it's because I'm just more patient, or maybe it's because I'm imagining things going on the stage, or this being in a movie scene, or something like that. I, I don't know. Yeah. So I just say positive, just because I I think it's a, a kind of a cool document. This just sounds like the soundtrack of Birdman. (laughs) (laughs) I actually had the I was just thinking that. But this just did represent sort of like a live performance that I think was a good performance. Um, Even even though you guys are probably right that, I mean, it's so hard to cut, though, because you you had, what would you do, three sides? I mean, it's... You could do it in two. You would have to... Alter your live performance of those songs. But they had other right, songs right. they played. You have to either you know, alter like, space trucking yeah, or forget yeah. space trucking. It's not trucking. like they just played seven songs three nights in a row. Like I think there's other stuff to pick from. You know? It's true, but you gotta you gotta pull you yeah, know you gotta pull a space truck. It's and you cool, gotta, but you have to show up to the studio to tell yeah. them what you want to do, <laughs> and they didn't give a fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so that's how you get seventy six minutes. Of fair, this. fair enough. <laughs> All right, next time we will be talking about yes. Close to the edge. Yes. Alright, thank y'all.